This is the story of the girl who fed the hungry, Ronnie Khan, read by actor and writer Molly Daniels. Every evening, in millions of homes across the globe, aromas waft from ovens, tables are set, and the chorus of nagging begins. Eat your broccoli. No dessert until dinner is finished. Don't waste your food. There are children starving in Africa right now. A kind of spoilt girl named Ronnie Khan learned to ignore that nagging. She screwed her nose up at vegetables until her parents surrendered and cooked her nothing but chops and chips. Chops and chips. Chips and chops. Every night. And they didn't need to compare her to African kids because she was one. But she wasn't a starving poor one, she was the opposite. Her tummy was always full. She lived during a time called apartheid. That meant if you weren't white, you were treated as a second-class citizen. Government orders. Having more rights than others because of the colour of her skin? It didn't seem fair to Ronnie but there wasn't much she could do about it as a kid. She did get a taste of tough times, though, after one spine-tingling phone call. Hello? Her mum frowned. Her jaw dropped. Ronnie could tell it was bad news on the other end of the line. There were tears and muffled yet worried-sounding words. What is it, mum? she asked. There had been an accident, an horrific car crash. Her dad was in hospital. They weren't sure if he'd live. Every part of him had been smashed up, even some of his insides. Yet, he survived. He spent two whole years in hospital getting better. Two whole years. It meant Ronnie and her mum had to fill the hole he left at home. Without her dad's income, Ronnie's mum had to make some fast cash. So they tied up their aprons, dusted their hands and got busy. In their ordinary kitchen with one oven and an electric mixer borrowed from a friend, they baked and baked and baked. And then they baked some more. They'd bake 100 cakes a day and line them up to cool on trestle tables in the garage. Ronnie had the most important job of all, placing the cherries on the top. She didn't know if it was the sweet scent of the fresh-baked goods or the warm feeling that came from handing them over to customers. But there was something Ronnie loved about the delivery runs. After her dad made it home, one leg stiff and the other in a metal contraption called caliper, life returned to relatively normal, whatever that meant. But as Ronnie grew, so did her awareness of the problems outside. She thought about joining the anti-apartheid movement to protest against the government's treatment of black South Africans. But people who did that often went to jail, and Ronnie didn't think she'd be much use behind bars. What she needed to do was get away. Far, far away. 10,000 kilometres should do it. She flew to Australia. In the land down under, Ronnie finally got to flex her muscles like the big boss lady she'd always wanted to be. She built a mega successful business, staging fancy schmancy events for really important people. But still, 
something was missing. A holiday back to South Africa gave her the spark she needed. Her old neighbour Selma, who had been brave enough to campaign against apartheid, took Ronnie on a drive to a shanty town. It was home to five million of the country's poorest people. Five million. That's bigger than Sydney and more than double the size of Brisbane. And they were all packed like sardines into flimsy shacks. I helped get the electricity connected here, said Selma. She wasn't bragging, just stating a fact. But it blew Ronnie's mind. Throwing lavish parties isn't good enough, she declared. I need to help people. It was at one of her extravagant parties where Ronnie had her next spark of inspiration. She listened to the chatter over dinner. Eat your broccoli. Don't waste your food. And Ronnie realised she was wasting food. So much food. After every event, everything from smelly cheese to sumptuous seafood to scrumptious cakes was being scraped into the bin. It was madness. There must have been something else Ronnie could do with those leftovers. Didn't everyone know there were children starving in Africa? That's it, she said. She wouldn't be able to get the food to Africa before it was ruined. But there were plenty of starving people in Australia too. When the Fancy Pants diners went home, Ronnie madly dashed around their table, saving every piece of untouched food. She bagged up the goodies and drove straight to a homeless shelter. They could hardly believe their eyes when they opened the bags and saw chicken, chocolate and cheesecake. Then Ronnie did it again and again and again. Soups, sandwiches, souffles... She was like a foodie Robin Hood, or Ronnie Hood, taking from the rich to give straight to the poor. That warm feeling she used to have delivering cakes with her mum? This was a million times better, because she wasn't doing it for money. It was all to help people, really help them. And slowly, just like Robin Hood, she built a band of merry men and women who also wanted to help. Why didn't we think of this earlier, they asked. It's such a simple idea. Soon enough, it wasn't just rich partygoers Ronnie was taking from. It was businesses and restaurants. Ronnie was darting all over the city, collecting unwanted food and delivering it to people who did want it. There was just one catch. Some people are scared of spiders. Some people are scared of the dark. Some people are scared of snakes. It seems some business owners were scared of giving away their excess food. They were worried about rules and regulations around food poisoning. Ugh, facepalm. But Ronnie wouldn't be stopped. She banged on the doors of state parliaments. Good food is going to waste, she said. We need the law changed so food can be given to charities without anyone getting in trouble. The politicians were charmed. All in favour, say aye. 
Oi! 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 That's when the idea really took off. Supermarkets, hotels, airports were all on board. Ronnie, take our tacos. Share our shortcake. Catch our cacciatore. Someone even offered her ice. Um, no thanks. It had to stop somewhere. Ronnie and her helpers were rescuing 100 tonnes of food every week. 100 tonnes. That's the same weight as one blue whale, 13 elephants, 16 T-Rex dinosaurs, 50 rhinos, a million lunchboxes. That's a lot of food. But Ronnie doesn't just rescue strawberries and sushi. Like most superheroes, she also rescues lives. At last count, Ronnie had delivered almost 80 million meals to the hungry. 80 million! That's equal to breakfast, lunch and dinner for every person in Australia. All from food that would have gone to waste. Crazy, huh? To celebrate her success, Ronnie organised another swishy dinner. The swishiest of all the dinners she had ever hosted. But this time, the crowd would be different. They would be homeless, living in poverty. People who had maybe never been to a swishy dinner in their life. It was one of the best nights Ronnie had ever had, made even better when a shy young woman tapped her on the shoulder. I bless you every day, she said. Ronnie was taken aback. That's very kind of you, can I ask why? The woman said she was a single mum. When her son was little, she panicked every day, never knowing where their next meal would come from. Ronnie's food found her. For five years, the meals filled her son's tummy. They were brain food too. He ended up as one of the best students in his school. And Ronnie, the woman said proudly, he's just started university. The first one in our family. We couldn't have done it without you. Ronnie's mailbox filled up with love letters from the people who weren't hungry anymore. Without you, my children would never have breakfast. I used to live on rice and bread, but you brought me barramundi. Thank you, Ronnie, for feeding my baby. And it's not just people she's helping. Ronnie's even rescuing the planet. For every kilogram of rescued food, 143 litres of water are saved and two kilograms of greenhouse gases are stopped from entering the atmosphere. Ronnie is a serious soldier in the war on waste. Her charity, Oz Harvest, is still growing. Every day, hundreds of foodie Robin Hood helpers in yellow delivery vans whiz across the country rescuing and handing out perfectly yummy food. And the cherry on the top is boss lady Ronnie, who has even started to eat her vegetables. Hi, Molly here. Australia is full of girls who dare to do things differently. Adventurous girls, girls with guts and spirit, and girls who stand up and say, watch out world, here I come. You know what they are? They're fierce. Have a listen. It was part roar, part screech, part scrape, part crack. This wasn't how it was supposed to go. 
Jessica Watson was a 16-year-old girl in a pink boat trying to prove that she could sail around the world all alone. Then she went and crashed into a 63,000-ton container ship while taking a nap. Oops. But Jessica survived and started again. She set her fears aside and sailed into the sunset, spending her days surrounded by squeaking dolphins. Then there were the storms. Jessica's boat was pummeled by 10-metre waves. She ran up the cabin walls and onto the ceiling as the boat turned upside down over and over again. After seven months at sea, Jessica made it home. She was met by thousands of cheering fans, including the Prime Minister of Australia. He called her Australia's newest hero. But Jessica disagreed. I don't consider myself a hero. I'm an ordinary girl, an ordinary girl who always knew she could do it, and she did. You can find Fierce Girls in the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and tell your friends, because sometimes we all need to be a little fierce. Roll the credits. Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women. Its executive producers are Justine Kelly and Monique Bowley. It's produced by Laura McAuliffe and Rebecca Armstrong. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. Judy Rapley is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. Kelly Reardon is the boss who lets us make fierce podcasts like this one. Fierce Girls is a production of the ABC Audio Studios. 